Welcome back once again to the Counter Vortex with your ranter, Bill Weinberg, ranting at you in the wee hours of July 15th, 2023, as always, from my apartment on Manhattan's Lower East Side. And I'm going to start with some good news. I am so happy with today's news that the Screen Actors Guild and its associated AFTRA, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, has gone on strike, joining the strike initiated by the Writers Guild of America. And among the demands, in addition to higher wages and increased residuals, are new protections from the use of artificial intelligence. Yes! Specifically, from the Writers Guild's demands issued on May 1st is the following, quote, AI can't write or rewrite literary material, can't be used as source material, and works covered by union contracts can't be used to train AI, end quote. Fran Drescher, president of SAG-AFTRA, declared that, quote, artificial intelligence poses an existential threat to creative professions, and all actors and performers deserve contract language that protects them from having their identity and talent exploited without consent and pay. If we don't stand tall right now, we're going to be in trouble. We are all going to be in jeopardy of being replaced by machines. End quote. Thank you very much, Fran Drescher, president of SAG-AFTRA. Now, I wish they were taking an abolitionist position on artificial intelligence, but I understand that would be a very ambitious demand for a trade union, and I'll take what I can get. This is a very encouraging sign of human resistance against robot rule and the rendering of the human race to redundancy and its eventual abolition. In the long run, it's either artificial intelligence or us carbon-based intelligent life forms. We will be exploring this sobering reality in a two-part podcast. Tonight is the first part, focusing on the propaganda threat from AI, which is actually the more innocent of the two themes which we are going to be discussing, as we shall see. Now, it may take a while for AI to really threaten my profession, journalism, in terms of actually replacing journalists as script and copywriters are now in danger of being replaced and actually already are being replaced. Eventually, maybe sooner than I think, journalists will be in danger of being replaced too, especially as the very concept of truth and factual reality erodes and journalism is increasingly viewed as a mere vehicle for clicks and ad sales. And this brings us to the more immediate threat posed by artificial intelligence to journalism, the assault on 
truth as a very concept. Now, I am going to relate how artificial intelligence, and specifically chat GPT, has already touched my professional life as a journalist. Not in any dramatic way, but in a foreboding one. But first, I'm going to start by discussing a cruder example of post-truth digital propaganda, of the kind which increasingly defines the cognitive environment we live in, but one that doesn't have to do with artificial intelligence per se. But man, does it ever exemplify why I hate this whole digital reality of which AI is just going to be the next extension. So, did you happen to notice this? This has been going around on social media, and especially Twitter, this week, around the uh, NATO summit in Lithuania. A page from a fake NATO website designed by Russian propaganda agents, whether actual direct state agents or gray zone freelancers, I don't know, but the page purports to show plans by NATO to bring in the Azov Battalion to put down the protests in France. It's under the headline, NATO Meeting on Stabilization in France. So you can Google it up if you want to see it. It is superficially convincing. They really do mock up the page to make it look like the NATO website. But just try to do some navigating around on the pseudo-site, and it quickly becomes obvious that the whole site was created just as a vehicle for that one bogus page. And the claim being made is sufficiently unlikely that you damn well better do some vetting before you share it. Like, first, check the URL. Is it, in fact, the correct URL for NATO? No, it isn't. The actual NATO URL is nato.int for international organization. The URL on this page is nato.ws for Western Samoa. Somebody registered this domain in Samoa and hoped nobody would notice. I don't know which is worse, that this kind of propaganda exists or that people fall for it. And yeah, people fall for it. I saw this posted to Twitter by some guy going by the candle Zlati71, one Zlatko Juric, presumably in Serbia, and it was retweeted from his page multiple times with all this sanctimonious commentary about evil NATO and evil Azov. And he has 46.4 thousand followers. I have 1,204. And that's nothing. I've seen plenty of Twitter pages which are full of nothing but 100% unadulterated Russian propaganda about how the Ukrainians are all Nazis and Putin is the good guy that have upwards of 2 
100,000 followers. Now, I don't know how many of those are just bots created by the Russian intelligence services, but it certainly isn't comforting. And it's especially discomforting that even now, after all of the scandals about weaponized disinformation, people will still just share stuff willy-nilly on social media, even improbable and inflammatory stuff like this, without vetting sources, just spreading fake propaganda all over the damn net. And in this case, the irony is so extreme and so perverse that it has me pulling my beard out. All of this sanctimonious sharing of this fake propaganda about the Azov Battalion, despite the case that we ranted about on our podcast of June 3rd of the tanky agent by the name of Randy Nord, who carried out false flag vandalism of a synagogue in Detroit, attempting to blame it on the Azov Battalion and tar the local Ukrainian community, and admitted it to the cops after she was busted. I mean, you'd think after that, there would be some raised eyebrows about improbable claims online concerning the Azov Battalion, but no! Not to mention, or just to very briefly mention, everyone continuing to buy this oversimplified propaganda that the Azov Battalion is neo-Nazi, which is just universally accepted in the Russian propaganda bubble, even though it is overstated at best, as well as the double standard that turns a complete blind eye to the neo-fascist elements fighting on the Russian side, and the actual Nazi behavior of the Russian occupation in Ukraine. Forced deportations and mass detention, and even torture and massacre of the civil population in occupied areas. It's just maddening. And, of course, the guy who shared this propaganda, this Zlatko Jurich, has a blue check next to his name, of course. And this is where I have to mention a uh, BBC News report of July 9th. Twitter blue accounts fuel Ukraine war misinformation. Quote, false and misleading posts about the Ukraine conflict continue to go viral on major social media platforms as Russia's invasion of the country extends beyond 500 days. Some of the most widely shared examples can be found on Twitter, posted by subscribers with a blue tick, who pay for their content to be promoted to other users, end quote. So, the symbol that used to mean a verified account that can be trusted as authentic now means the opposite, an unverified account maintained by some huckster propagandist with monetary resources. Being verified, quote-unquote, is now a marker of disinformation. Way to go, Elon Musk. Really great job there. And it gets even more exquisitely ironic. Despite the deployment of some 50,000 gendarmes, the French right is baiting President Emmanuel Macron 
for what they portray as a weak response to the uprising, with Marine Le Pen, of course, warning of anarchy and calling for a state of emergency to be declared. And this is just weeks after a French parliamentary report accused Le Pen's party, the National Rally, formerly the National Front, of knowingly serving as a communication channel for Kremlin propaganda. And the party has also actually received funds from Russian financial institutions. And certainly, Le Pen, just like all of these pseudo-left tankies out there, has been regurgitating the line that Russia's annexations of Ukrainian territory are legal and legitimate. I didn't need a parliamentary report to tell me that Le Pen is a conduit for Russian propaganda. Thank you very much. So, what a great scam! Putin's allies on the right call for repression in France, and then his dupes on the left scapegoat the Ukrainians for the repression. The cynicism of it is just mind-boggling. And this is all about to get much worse, thanks to the advent of artificial intelligence and ChatGPT. Okay, now I'm going to tell the story about how ChatGPT has, for the first time, touched my life in a comparatively innocent but also ominous way, as we shall see. So, a couple of months ago, I was contacted out of the blue by a guy in some remote part of Canada, one of the prairie provinces, I think it was Manitoba, who was doing consulting work for a local Indian tribe, or as they are more respectfully called in Canada, a First Nation that is planning to open a cannabis dispensary on its reservation. And he said he had stumbled upon a reference to something I had written about Native Americans and cannabis and couldn't find the actual text online, and uh, he was hoping I could send it to him. Now, on one hand, this wasn't too surprising, because indigenous peoples and cannabis and drug policy generally have been two of my principal areas of concentration as a journalist over the course of my career, and I have certainly written about Native Americans getting in on the cannabis economy, both in the United States and Canada, but it was curious that he couldn't find the piece online, because I know that most of what I've written about that is readily available on the websites that I write for, most significantly Cannabis Now and Project CBD. And when he gave me the title of the supposed article, I knew right away it was nothing I had ever written. So I was pretty confused, and when I asked where he had found the reference, it turns out to be, wait for it, yeah, you guessed it, ChatGPT. In other words, ChatGPT had simply invented a plausible but completely non-existent title on a particular subject and credited it to me a writer who has written extensively on that subject. And this monstrous chatbot 
is being used not only by guys who were doing consulting work for local jurisdictions, like this fellow who contacted me, but by students doing their homework, or having ChatGPT do their homework, or writing their term papers, or having ChatGPT write their term papers, and even by scientific researchers and journalists. It's utterly terrifying. Now, to this guy's credit, he did at least reach out to me and try to track this story down, mostly because he wanted to read it. And I did, in fact, share with him real journalism I've done on the matter and got to hear from him a little more about the situation out in the Canadian prairies. So it was a positive exchange for both of us, but also ominous as fuck. And this was comparatively innocent. It was just an error, if that is exactly the right word. Certainly an error on the part of the guy who contacted me. But the consciously cynical use of this stuff is about to go off the charts about the hypertrophy exponentially, both quantitatively and qualitatively, with the mass generation of online propaganda far beyond what humans and bots are already doing, and the advent of so-called deep fakes that can mimic the voice and even face and mannerisms of a particular human being with minute accuracy. The entire notion of objective truth is about to be abolished Propaganda and reality are about to become literally indistinguishable. Now, just one extremely illustrative case that you may have noticed. Fucking Elon Musk is being sued in California by the family of one Walter Huang of the San Jose area, who was killed by one of Tesla's self-driving cars. And they are trying to have admitted as evidence apparent audio recordings of Musk boasting about how safe and accident-proof the software is. And Musk is trying to get this evidence dismissed on the basis that the audio could be a deep fake and not really Musk. Now, the good news is that the judge in the case is not going for this argument and has ordered Musk to testify. But not only is this a neat little convergence of two manifestations of the dystopia, self-driving cars and artificial intelligence, but do you realize how sinister this is? Do you realize what the full implications of this are? Especially as the technology advances, to use a very loaded word, becomes more sophisticated, which seems to be happening at a galloping pace, with the very idea, the very notion, the very concept of objective truth clearly about to be abolished, erased, extinguished. Created pseudo-reality is about to become indistinguishable from actual reality, as it was once known with obvious Orwellian implications. 
Listen to this clip from the New York Times back on February 7th. Headline, the people on screen are fake. The disinformation is real. Quote, two broadcasters widely seen on social media purportedly anchors for a news outlet called Wolf News are not real people. They are computer-generated avatars created by artificial intelligence software. And late last year, videos of them were distributed by pro-China bot accounts on Facebook and Twitter in the first known instance of deep fake video technology being used to create fictitious people as part of a state-aligned information campaign. Deep fake technology, which has progressed steadily for nearly a decade, has the ability to create talking digital puppets. The AI software is sometimes used to distort public figures, like a video that circulated on social media last year, falsely showing Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, announcing a surrender. But the software can also create characters out of whole cloth, going beyond traditional editing software and expensive special effects tools used by Hollywood, blurring the line between fact and fiction to an extraordinary degree. End quote. Right. And I would go further and say that that line is about to actually be not merely blurred, but obliterated, erased entirely. And in another case where the actual facts of the case are fairly innocent, but the implications are not, you may have heard that the rapper Jay-Z is demanding that YouTube take down a deep fake video of him, or more correctly, his simulacrum, reciting passages from Hamlet just kind of a goof, I guess, but YouTube is refusing to take it down, and Jay-Z is considering litigation, and of course, all the headline writers couldn't resist to sue or not to sue. (laughs) Just Google that phrase, and you can read all about it. But what next? Is someone going to put up a deep fake of Bill Weinberg praising Putin or Elon Musk? I guess I shouldn't give him any ideas. And it absolutely amazes me that amid all this urgent, pressing danger, I'm still hearing all of this ubiquitous, glib talk from media commentators about how this technology is neutral. It can be used for good or bad, and we just have to make sure it's used for good. Shut the fuck up, you brainless automatons. You are acquiescing in your own extinction, you damn fools. And uh, finally, I will end on a note of hope as I opened. Always have to look for the glimmers of actual hope and resistance amid the rapidly deepening dystopia. Italy has banned chat GPT over inappropriate content and privacy concerns. Italy's Data Protection Authority back in March issued an order banning further use of chat GPT within the country. They noted that ChatGPT has no age verification system in place and unlawfully collected users' personal data. So yeah, good for Italy. Heartening news. 
May it be a first step toward the total abolition of this technology. And by way of a teaser for what we're going to talk about next week, I'm going to end, <clears throat> after having just uh, found a, um, a note of hope, <laughs> I'm going to nonetheless end with the very dark observation that it is not just truth that is about to be abolished by this technology, but humanity itself is going to be the next thing to be abolished. And that is not hype. So tune in next week for that rant. But meanwhile, all solidarity with SAG-AFTRA. Join the human resistance against artificial intelligence. Resist robot rule. This has been Bill Weinberg with the Counter Vortex. Check us out online at countervortex.org, where everything I've been ranting about tonight is blogged up, hyperlinked, and documented to legitimate websites. <laughs> Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash countervortex. Please just throw us a buck or two per weekly podcast to keep us going. We need your help to keep going. <clears throat> Join the Counter Vortex. Join the resistance and rant on you next time.